This is Mid-Missouri's Total Sports Station, KTGR, and it's time to get big. That was a big-time answer right there. You've got the big show with Andy and Brent serving up sports talk from Mizzou to the pros. And everything in between. Join us now on the KTGR hotline and sound off on today's biggest stories in sports. The big show starts now. You bet it does. Welcome into this Friday edition of The Big Show on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR, your total sports station in Mid-Missouri. Thanks for tuning in online at KTGR.com and on the KTGR app. It's Andy Humphrey and Brendan Schaefer here. Go producer Chris today. He'll be back next week. We promise. But you can still join us with a call or a text at 875-KTGR. Hey, today... We have Picks of the Week. It is all college basketball today for Picks of the Week. Brendan cannot wait. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) He can't wait. I'm locked into baseball down here. Can we do Picks of the Week on who's going to have the best bunt defense for the Cardinals pitching staff? Like, can Can I do a Picks of the Week on that? That's all I've been watching. I'm told there's college basketball well, going on somewhere in the on world. That? We don't have odds on those sorts odds. of things. Well, after today, I'm taking Kyle Gibson. I'll tell you that much. Hey. He, he turned a, a fake double play on an imaginary base runner like it was nobody's business. M-I-Z, Stubby Clapp said, Let's go. Yeah, M-I-Z, Stubby Clapp told him, Nato's got nothing on you, Gibby. So hey. I don't know if that's true. don't know if that part's well, true, but I mean, he looked apart. He, he looked can, apart. He can hold his own. On defense. They're having fun down here. Hey, we'll talk uh, some Cardinals uh, here throughout the show. Uh, we'll hope to talk with uh, Rob Vino, our Vegas man, over at uh, wagertalk.com. Uh, you can find him at uh, Rob Vino Sports on Twitter as well. He'll join us at 425, still talking about you know Super Bowl and uh, what 2024 could mean for the Chiefs as they try to keep this thing together. Today, the Chiefs did make a move to potentially have the – still have the possibility to uh, – Franchise tag Chris Jones. So that's on the table. Is that the right move, you think, for the Chiefs? If if Jones wants it, if the Chiefs want it, is that the right thing to do? To just keep them on another uh, year for a franchise tag? We'll talk about that in a few minutes. And it's becoming a tradition. Not a great tradition, but one that uh, that all January and February long... Seems to seems to happen every Friday. Who you got? Mizzou, men's hoops, or whoever they're playing? And the answer has usually been not Mizzou men's hoops. Will this time be different? Oh and eleven start to SEC play. Is it going to end? Mizzou's at Ole Miss this weekend. Uh, we'll talk about it at five oh five. Eight seven five KTGR if you want to call or text us. You can also tweet us at KTGR Big Show. And find us on Facebook, too, at Facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Now, the Big Show's Big Deal. Well, also an update on the uh, the, the somber news from the week and uh, from the Chiefs uh, parade shooting that happened on Wednesday. Police are saying, or I believe county officials are saying, that the two juveniles that were detained, they are charged on gun-related charges. We don't know a whole lot about the specifics there because they are juveniles. Those cases are usually very private. But uh, those two suspects, uh, two juvenile suspects, have been charged after the shooting, after the Chiefs parade in front of Union Station on Wednesday that left one person dead and 22 injured. Meanwhile, uh, for the Chiefs themselves, uh, still trying to uh, go about their business for getting ready for the offseason, Ian Rappaport of 
NFL Network reported that the Chiefs have uh, gone ahead and picked up the option for Chris Jones to franchise tag him for next year. He's also owed the $4.2 million uh, in, accent- in incentives that he earned this past year, and that's the big show's big deal on this 16th day of February 2024. 875-KTGR if you want to call or text us. The other news is that Dave Tobe is back as the special teams coordinator for the Chiefs. He's been there quite a while and they, they already locked up Steve Spagnolo for another extension earlier in the week. Now they've got the special teams coordinator. Seems that the assistant coaches are staying together for the Chiefs. And of course you love to see that, but how many more of these players will follow suit, particularly for Chris Jones to be part of that group. So it, it came out just uh, in the last hour, Brendan, uh, Ian Rappaport saying that, you know, the, the Chiefs are picking up the option on Chris Jones. Which doesn't, it doesn't mean much. It just means that they're they're paying him the incentives that he earned in his contract this year, and so that was going to be owed to him anyway. But it leaves the door open for a franchise tag of Chris Jones for 2024. So it gives them the option to do that. If he decides not to take that, he's an unrestricted free agent. So now it, it it's looking like it'll be around $30 million on the franchise tag for Chris Jones. And that's pretty high price tag. I mean, but he is worth it, right? I mean, that's what you would probably pay a guy like him in this market. Yeah, and... Like, the thing that's interesting about the franchise tag is, like, and I don't know how Chris Jones would feel about it. Does it lead to another kind of holdout situation because you're one year deeper into your career? Did we figure out, is he 30 years old or going to be 30? It's going to be 30. Going to be 30. Ain't that the truth, man? Listen, I played pickleball last night, and as somebody who's going to be 30, it turns out your body kind of starts to just hate you. At this oh, stage yeah. of life. Yeah. So that's right. maybe something that's going on for me. And that's just going to be 30. Yeah, going to be 30. I'm in the same boat as him. He's going to be 30. He's in a lot better shape than me. So sure. I, I don't think these are going to be totally shared experiences. But, like, the reality for the Chiefs is, like, look, and, and really any, any NFL team, you want, when you sign a guy like Chris Jones to a multi-year contract right now, you know the drill. You know that you're probably getting incredible production on the front end of the deal and that you might have to eat it a little bit on the back end of a deal because guys tend to break down, especially in uh, a punishing sport like football. It's hard on your body, and it's not going to be forever that you're able to produce at the level that you're at when you're in your prime. Chris Jones, I think, is still a very highly productive player with what we saw from him this year. But is he going to be productive three, four years from now, and how long of a contract are you going to be expected to give him? The out for the Chiefs would be the franchise tag because, hey, $32 million for what he would bring to the table next year. Andy, I think that would be about right. Nick Bosa made $34 million this year, 31.7 when it comes to Aaron Donald, TJ Watt at 28, like uh, the other Bosa, Joey Bosa, 27. Like they're all in that range, and they're all guys that are game wreckers on the defensive line. Chris Jones is a game wrecker on the defensive line. He's worth $30 million. I saw someone say that the tag would maybe be for around $32 million, whatever the case is. Like, we're in the range. We're in the neighborhood that would make sense for what he deserves. But I don't know, man. Do, do you think he would tell the Chiefs, like, look, man, this is kind of my chance to get the, 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 the big contract before my body breaks down, and I got to get that longevity in this deal. I, I gotta, I, I'm holding out. If you're, if you're going to tag me, I'm holding out. Like, could we be back in those waters again? 
it seems that that's the way that he would lean. I just I, I don't see any other way because that that's what he held out for this past uh, summer and into uh, into training camp. I mean, end of the first game of the season, it would appear. And so, I I think the Chiefs absolutely they get a whole lot of bang for their buck with this franchise tag thirty two million dollars for one year Chris Jones of his prime when you don't know how long it's going to last, you do it. 100%, even if it means he's not back next year. You do it. Man, I don't know what Chris Jones is going to think about that. I really don't think he's going to like that'd be, it. Right? And that'd be the reason you don't be do the reason, it, right? right. Like, because you're then getting tied up into ill feelings, potentially getting in the way of a guy's career. Again, how many 30-year-old guys on the other side of 30-years-old pass rushers are going to be given the benefit of the doubt on the aging curve to where he could go out and get the the big type of bite at the free agent apple that he certainly deserves after next season. Let's say his numbers look relatively similar, but we see, okay, he's not as impactful from play to play. He's not, you know, maybe he starts to decline a little bit on on certain metrics and things like that. That's going to affect what he would be able to do the, the year after in free agency. And for him, I don't know what length of a deal he would get right now, Andy, if it would... Because, again, football contracts, they're different than other sports. They're not always going to get as lengthy of deals. Um, Three-year, four-year contract, like I'm sure that's what he'd be angling for. And even if the average annual value on that is a little lower than some of his uh, defensive uh, line pass-rushing compatriots because those guys are maybe a little younger when they sign their deals, whatever the case would be, like that's all that's all on the table. But if he gets four years, $100 million, or four years, $110 million, that's a better situation for Chris Jones compared to signing a $32 million or being tagged for a $32 million tag that you don't get to sign, right? Because the next year you might not be offered three, four-year deals, but I think this offseason there are teams that would do it. We just haven't gotten a chance to see that because, you know, he's still been with the Chiefs. And Spotrack has his uh, market value. Again, they use their own metrics on this, but his market value is at – Three years, $85.4 million, which would work out to about $28 million a year. That feels and about right, too. That's, that's, worth, and that's, that's why the tag is at. more, yep. right? The tag is what? The, the collection of the 10 highest, million. and it's it's combined into, into that one number. And so you're getting market value for the season that you're going to play. But well, that's not to say anything of your longevity. You're guaranteed $32 million. That's a great check. 85 guaranteed would be a lot better of a check. Yeah, and for a guy that has done the great things that he's done in the game, that's the point at which he finds himself in his career. Like he deserves that opportunity to decide, hey, I want the bag, or maybe I want to play somewhere where I can win. So I'll sign a two-year deal for sixty million. Like maybe that's something he would feel. I'm not saying it would be the case, but like he deserves the agency to be able to make those decisions. I think at this point, uh, but then again, like. Isn't it the case that the Chiefs did kind of rework the contract last year as it, it was one that was amenable to both sides? Otherwise, he wouldn't have reported. Like, you don't want to press it too hard. And and I guess if it helps you on the field, it helps you on the field. Maybe that's the end-all, be-all. But I also, I don't know, I feel a little bit queasy about the idea of, you know, having it end on a sour note with Chris Jones. No, you definitely don't want that as, if you're the Chiefs. At the same time, though, I mean... It, I think both sides understand that it's a business, and I don't think it's there's a business. Been a and they whole can lot of, tag him. Yeah, they <laughs> yeah. can tag him. And it seemed that, I, I, I don't know for sure, 
But it seemed that there wasn't really any sort of ill will between either mm-hmm. side during this holdout. It was just, you know, sides were far apart, and it took a while to to find that happy medium. And look, Chris Jones, I he really hasn't said anything disparaging about the Chiefs mm-hmm. as an organization. He was still talking about it, like, and of course, b- before the tragic events uh, at the parade, he was talking about, you know, staying. And, and he said he'd be back? Parade. Yeah, he'd be back. <laughs> I mean, it seems like a guy who wants to be in Kansas City. And look, it, you certainly don't get in the way of that, I don't think, if you're the Chiefs as much as you can. But you, you also realize that you've got a whole team to try and keep uh, together. Like today, uh, or it uh, wasn't today, I think it was actually yesterday, where Legarius Sneed was on uh, Up at Adams with, with Kay Adams, of course, our buddy Matt Hamilton, the producer of that show. And he's basically saying, pay me, pay me. And they should. I did I mean, not should pay him. make it at all vague about what the Chiefs should do with him. Man. Like, could you see a world in which it switches then? Like, our impression of, like, Sneed's going to be more signable than Jones. What if it's the other way and they, and they pivot in that regard? I think it could be done, but I think Chris Jones is going to have to realize he's not getting $32 million average annual value for a three- or four-year contract. It's going to be less, but you're still going to get a nice, healthy guarantee. But maybe that's the route the Chiefs should go if Sneed is going to play hardball with him, which, again, I think he's worth it, Andy. I think both these guys are, but we don't live in a in, in a unicorn land where you get to pick both and have both. I mean, you could probably make a way to do it. The cap's not real. I get that. But where are you going to be sacrificing elsewhere as a result, I think, is a is a very pertinent question. Well, and how are you setting yourself up for future years? Because, again, you're you're talking about Patrick Mahomes being your window of of success, your championship window. Yeah. He's on he's on your team. You've got a chance to win the Super Bowl. But. The margin gets made up with how you build around him. And look, you can take away pieces here and there. You can take away Tyreek Hill. We know what happens. Uh, Chiefs seem to be okay without him. Won a couple of Super Bowls without him. Not bad. Not bad. But if you keep tinkering with this experiment here, okay, what happens when we take this away? What happens when we take that away? Don't push it. Uh, Don't push it. Uh, again, it's not something that uh, should be toyed around with, especially when you're talking about years on the contract of one Patrick Mahomes that you have to worry about. And how long is he going to be with your team? Of course, he's going to be around for a while, so it's not it's not a hugely dire situation. But again, like chase uh, chase the rings. Now's the time to chase the rings. Yeah, when Mahomes is at his best, he is in his prime. And you've got several other players that you got to decide on to say, all right, who can we live with and who can we maybe supplement somewhere else? And then the Kelsey question comes up, too. Like, how, how much is he having him? So, yeah, his contract, though, is good to go, right? Like, I think he probably plays it out and then yeah. enjoy yeah. A couple retirement. Years, yeah. A couple years left. So, I don't know, man. 875-KTGR, tell us your thoughts. Uh, the Chiefs picking up the option on Chris Jones today, which means they can franchise tag him for next year. Looks like it would be about $32 million if they do. If not, Chris Jones, unrestricted free agent, gets to uh, negotiate uh, any deal he wants. 875-5847, call or text us. That was really the the main news from, uh, from the Chiefs' player standpoint. And, and look, I... I think regardless of all of this, like it, yes, the players are the ones that win the games and, and 
put the teams uh, up on up on the stands and everything like that. But the fact that the coaching staff is sticking around, the fact that Andy Reid's got his coordinators seem to be lined up again for yet another year. Like, I that's why I'm not too worried about it. It's why I'm not too worried about. Uh, look, Chris Jones might walk, but can someone else step up in his place? I think they have good plans in place with the staff they have. Good leadership structure with that coaching staff. Although this is about the time where I would expect Steve Spagnolo to go ahead and take that New Orleans Saints defensive coordinator job. Ah. That's the way it happened for Mizzou. I'm just saying you got to be ready for these things. Yeah. You think you have a staff together and then the guy up and leaves Boom. after signing an extension. A little bit of a shot fired, but I, I mean, I'm just. I'm just I'm was just that today? Jokes. Was that today a New Orleans defensive coordinator? No, 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 no. It's merely geographically relevant to LSU. Oh, okay, that's the only. It was not that, that was deep of a joke. Okay. Yeah, all right. It was a it was a simple Blake Baker joke. Um, yeah, I'm I'm a little bitter. You know, it's okay to be bitter. <laughs> it's okay to understand why something happened and to also still go. Yeah, you know, I'm. I'm at, I'm at ease with myself enough to be honest about the fact that I'm a little bitter about it. Well, you know? and again, next time Mizzou plays LSU, get ready, right? Oh, yeah, especially if it's a home game. I don't know, oh, you know what what yeah, that's going to look like, but uh, if Blake Baker is still uh, around at LSU when that happens, that'll certainly be something that is interesting. But you know what we say around here, Andy, in times like these. When you know you're, you feel a little inclined to maybe worry about something. No, it means no worries because uh, Batuna Matata is in the house. So Corey Batuna will lead us to the promised land, as we all know to be the case. Hey, here's open. I mean, that's that, I'm a believer. That's what could happen. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm I'm glad you are. This this quickly. I haven't I, seen a snap of football, but I am inclined <laughs> yeah. to be a believer. We haven't even gotten to spring yet. You hey. see the snow on the ground. I mean, I, I don't actually. I was going to ask oh, about that. How's it going right. up there? No, come on. <laughs> I I meant to off the top of the show make a joke about that, well, but I don't want to alienate our listeners, our good people in Bend, Missouri, while I sit down here in Jupiter. Here, this is going to help you. The next three days, I think, in the Jupiter forecast, rain, like a lot of rain. So, uh, you know, I would I gotta... take that right now, though. That's what I'm Damn saying. Damn right, you like... would. It's still going to be seventy. Yeah, I will say uh, <laughs> it was a lot worse earlier. We were talking like uh, an entire parking lot here at the station just covered with about an inch. And it 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 kind of happened uh, almost. I, I wouldn't say out of nowhere, but I definitely was taken off guard by it. Some heavier and snow, it, right? Is that kind bit of heavier deal? than I thought? I thought it I've would seen be pictures. I thought it would be earlier in the day and maybe not as much accumulation, but. Uh, Kind of switched a little bit, stuck around, sat in the mid-Missouri area for a little bit longer, dumped about, I want to say, maybe an inch of snow. I don't have the official numbers on me, but it sure seemed that way just looking out uh, in the open and in the uh, in the window here. But now you've got you know, some slick roads. Uh, do be careful if you are driving and uh, make That's sure you slow down. But appears that they're starting to get cleared up, and now you get kind of the – what you like to see about snow it gives you the picturesque sort of view of you know until it kind of melts that. and then it's just like all yeah and then it's disgusting all gross and, and nasty right. yeah. i heard it was closer or going to be closer to like 3 4 inches over in the st louis area and if you you go east down 70 evidently there was a stretch of highway 70 that's closed uh close to the right city not not quite mid missouri but as you make your way east uh so yeah i'm really sorry that you're all dealing with that i don't I'm not trying to sound insincere when I say that. I, I really am sorry, um, but I, I can't relate. You know what I mean? 
down here in Jupiter. Man, no. I, Working hard. I can't but, hear that. I can't hear that and say, oh, I mean I'm sorry. that that's very the, sincerely. That's going to be almost one of the last wisecracks that I have today well, about the snow and the fact that I don't have to deal with it. Maybe a few more to come. But Text uh, us, Texas 875-KTGR. If you're mad at me, I can I can handle it. Be mad at me and blame me because I got out just in time. <laughs> I told you it was going to be warm and, and sunny when I was gone. Clearly, I had not read the weather reports, and so it is my fault. 875-KTGR, I am totally understanding if you want to lash out a little bit at me for that. Well, I mean, Florida's got – they've got the baseball right now. They've got the the. I'm getting weather. a sunburn if that helps, if that helps you feel better. And, you know, well, I guess it Bug does. bites. So many bugs down bug here. Bites. I mean, there's it's not everything to like. Mosquitoes will get you. I was trying – I tried to go to Walgreens and buy some, you know, bug spray. What do you think bug spray should cost? Like just like a regular, not a big one, but just like a standard – Bug spray, what would you guess a bug, bug spray, spray would cost? Like five bucks. Five bucks, right? Five bucks. I think the cheapest one was like $14 at the Walgreens I went to, which is like, okay, sometimes they get you on the things that you know you need, and so they bump it up in price at a place like that. But I yeah, also that's, think that's it's just the, the Florida bump where they say you have to have it. So we're going to – and you know what I did? I was like, forget this. I'm not buying it. I'll deal with the bug bites. I couldn't stomach the idea – of like paying three times what a bug spray should cost, so here I am, just miserable. Well, um, but not—I don't not know cold. if that was maybe the best solution, uh, but uh, it's, yeah. but it was—it was stubborn. It was like my stubborn yeah. solution. Like I'm not gonna—I'm not gonna count out to what you want. People follow the same uh, protocol no, that Brendan not, did there. What do they say? This is not legal advice. No, this is just uh, this, is, <laughs> this is not, just me. I would not recommend what stubborn. Brendan did. Maybe you just, just be stubborn. To, to pony up, but uh, either way, eight seven five K T G R. Text us uh, your pictures of the weather wherever you are. Uh, we'll talk some more Chiefs. Uh, we'll probably talk some Cardinals coming up as well. Rob Vino of WagerTalk.com expected to join us next because next year is already here for the NFL. I mean, it, they own your calendar. You have to talk about next year. What are the odds that the Chiefs go three-peats? We ask Robbie next on The Big Show. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Brendan, the text that you just sent, the KTGR hotline, uh, no, that's not what I meant. Uh, What? Not sunny Florida. I'm talking about mid-Missouri of the the weather here. Wait a second. I didn't send any. T- uh, who texted in now? What they say? I, there was uh, a text that I, I'm not going to uh, reveal the number, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's yours. What? Um, no, not what I meant when I said text in a uh, uh, a picture of the weather from where you are. A little bit of a peek behind the curtain. Sometimes our our KTGR text line, you could text in, and it might. Auto replies saying, hey, thanks for texting. Let us know who you are, you know, what town you're in, so we can kind of name you on the air if you're so comfortable. And I wanted it to ask me that so I could reply, Brendan and Jupiter. Oh, that would have just been on. like the, the icing on the cake of the, uh, the the sky blue picture I no. did. I did. I'll cop to it. I sent it into the text line no, from down here in Florida. Man. Not at all what we meant there. 875-KTGR. You can call or text us uh, with your thoughts on the Chiefs. Uh, again, they picked up the option on Chris Jones. It gives them the ability to give him the franchise tag if both sides can agree on that. But uh, certainly more of a timing thing as as far as anything, uh, more so than anything official that could be happening there. But uh, keeping our eyes on that and keeping our eyes on what that could mean for 2024 is the Chiefs think about three-peat 
for next year. And here to talk with us about uh, well, the Super Bowl from last weekend and uh, what, what it could mean for 2024, our good friend Rob Vino at wagertalk.com, sports from a Vegas perspective. You can find him at Rob Vino Sports on Twitter. Robbie, how are you? I am good this week, guys. How are you? Doing pretty good. I mean, of course, the uh, the aftermath of uh, of the Chiefs winning once again. Uh, of course, we are uh, of course putting that into context of uh, the tragic events that happened at, at the end of the parade, and certainly uh, wishing everyone well there, and um, uh, trying to get more updates as as things go along. But you know, it, with the Chiefs winning once again. And and the way that they did, Robbie, we were just talking off air about how Patrick Mahomes just does it again. And it's just to almost assume now, is that kind of the assumption that Patrick Mahomes is just going to find a way every once in a while, regardless of whether a point spread is against him or not? It is funny, right? It's kind of the way you always used to feel about Tom Brady having the ball in the last two minutes in a come-from-behind situation. It didn't work out for him in that Super Bowl against the Eagles where he got, I think it was the Nick Foles Super Bowl where he got blindsided. But it's just, you know, I, I think the announcers at the time, I can't recall who they were, but they were just assuming, you know, hey, Brady's going to go down the field and they're going to win this game. And that's kind of the feeling you get with Patrick Mahomes at this point in time. But I think, you know, where Casey's concerned, guys, and we do this segment every week. So we did it the entire NFL season. And the way we talked about the Chiefs, the way we assessed the Chiefs completely changed. Once the playoffs hit and all of a sudden Andy Reid, once again, I mean, I can't give enough credit to that coaching staff and the way they adjust and the way they do things there and work with what they have while other teams complain about what they have and what's not working. They just, Find a way to fix it and make it work. So, great game overall. Um, You know, where I was concerned real quick, I'll just tell a fast story here. I mean, for myself, the top play of the day was Chiefs team total over 23 and a half. And I needed every bit of overtime to get there. needed that final touchdown to 25 in cash. But I had another prop. My second um, highest bet prop was Marquez Valdez-Scantling over 19 and a half receiving yards. Guys, he had the 16 on the touchdown catch, and then they get to overtime, and he catches a ball for about seven yards. And I'm like, that's fantastic, 22, 23. He turns around and runs backwards nine yards and loses oh, over no! 19 and a half that I had. <laughs> but then as um, I had a neighborhood party here, and as I'm complaining to one of my neighbors, Patrick Mahomes will never go back to that guy again now. <laughs> he did very next play. And got to 20 yards and won by half a yard. So uh, such is the world of sports betting, right? Um, You're upset one minute and happy the next or vice versa. But worked out good, um, and it was a great game, right? I know there were some questions about Kyle Shanahan's um, overtime choices as far as coin toss is concerned. But, um, you know, once again, Andy Reid's team was the prepared team, right, in overtime. So good job by the Chiefs in a year that you really didn't, think that they were going to do it. They somehow found a way to do it. Found a way somehow. Rob Vino of wagertalk.com with us on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So now three Pete's on the table for the chiefs. No one's ever done that in the Super Bowl era. Uh, and the, of course, a lot needs to be worked out as far as off season, who is staying, who is leaving. Uh, it looks like most of the assistant coaches are sticking around. So there is that for the chiefs, but uh, when you look at the rest of the AFC and how they're now very clearly on alert that, hey, 
The Chiefs are the team that we are chasing. And then the 49ers still have a whole lot of talent that they can keep together and still be right there. I mean, how do you kind of set uh, the situation with the Chiefs and the path that they might have for them to finally get a three-peat? Well, it'll be difficult again, right? Um, You would assume with Joe Burrow back, Cincinnati will be back. They were a non-factor in the AFC this year. Um, You'd have to believe that inside that division, what Cleveland did this year, despite running through quarterbacks all the way to Joe Flacco, that they would return and be really good. They lost Nick Chubb this year. Um, Cleveland should be good. Baltimore, of course, will be good. Buffalo suffered massive injuries on the defensive side, um, middle, late, and then into the playoffs. So Buffalo should be okay. Miami, there's just, you know, we can go down the list, and we're not even talking about the potential that maybe Jim Harbaugh's team sneaks in there and does a little something that uh, the Houston Texans might get a little bit better. Maybe they'll suffer a sophomore jinx. I'm not sure, but there's a lot of competition. <laughs> Guys, an awful lot of competition. It's really hard to play this future board, but like at this point as we're talking, it's all complete guesswork, right? Cause we haven't seen free agency yet. We haven't seen the draft yet. We haven't seen a lot of player movement yet. Um, but when we do, I'm sure that odds board is going to shift. And if you can guess right, at this point in time, you can cash pretty big tickets. So we'll see what the Lions are able to do. You were just talking about the um, money maneuvering that Kansas City might have to do. Detroit's kind of in that boat as well. Green Bay came on. We'll see what Philly does with new coordinators at Dallas. There's so many teams that um, you could probably make a legit argument for at this point. We'll see what happens as time goes on. But um, it's a fun time of year to speculate. If you're in that business of really, really – you know, buying penny stock speculation, and this is your time for the NFL future board. And, and Robbie, certainly another team that we think of in that respect is the San Francisco 49ers who fall just short in the Super Bowl. Kind of how do you view this team? I, I want to ask about Shanahan in a moment, but I want to start with the team itself and the pieces that they have in place as far as their competitiveness in that NFC next year. Because when we look at the AFC, a lot of elite big-name quarterbacks not as many of them in the NFC, but still some very good, well-rounded rosters. Eventually, it seems as though San Francisco is going to maybe struggle to keep their cast and crew together along with Brock Purdy. How do you view them just in the context of next season still being in the window to maybe be able to chase down one of these Super Bowls? Yeah, because they are lucky, right, that Purdy's not really getting paid yet. Um, so that's helpful to them. And they, they should be able to keep the court together. I found it... You know, kind of curious that they fired Steve Wilkes. Um, I don't know exactly what he did wrong, but I guess the playoff run wasn't good. But I'll tell you what, the Super Bowl first three quarters were really good out of the San Francisco defense. So not so sure why that happened. But um, I think with them, guys, it would be all mindset. Are they devastated over what happened again to them against Kansas City? Or are they of the mentality that we're going to work harder and bounce back? You have to remain healthy. It's a tough thing to do in the NFL. You guys know if you have a healthy year, chances are the very next year you're not as healthy. But San Francisco has as many components as anybody um, to to be right back. And their division gets a little stiffer, right, because the Rams should be able to improve a little bit. I think Seattle's making a – I guess they um, retain Geno Smith, so at least they know they're going where they're going quarterback-wise. Could be a little better. It's – um. You know, you were talking about quarterbacks. Jordan Love on the rise. Jared Goff, not a top tier, but certainly a 1A. 
Uh, it, it's an interesting battle, but San Francisco has an opportunity for sure to uh, do what they did this year. Then the other angle I wanted to pursue here with you, Rob, and it pertains to Kyle Shanahan after he took some flack for various decisions in the Super Bowl. And, you know, over the course of time, it's been his inability to win the big one and to be able to get over that hump, despite being largely considered one of the best coaches in the NFL. But like for you, especially in a playoff context, how much does that when 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 everything is on the line, sometimes as a as a handicapper, does it come down to coaching and you look at the head coaches and those who have been able to get over the hump versus those who uh, maybe are, are yet to prove it. Does that factor into the way you handicap? And if so, how much, especially in a playoff context where obviously the pressure is, is higher than at other points in the year? Yeah, I have to admit that it really did this year, Brendan. I mean, you could almost knee-jerk mechanically two weeks ahead of the game, bet Kansas City on the assumption that Andy Reid's coaching staff was going to outcoach the other side. Um, it didn't necessarily work that way for a while, though, because I thought Kyle Shanahan's offensive game plan was really good to start the football game. They just never increased their lead. Uh, credit to Casey's defense, defensive coordinator Steve Spagnola. Um, so I think for me, it actually did come down to Andy Reid, especially in the Baltimore game where I had Casey, I think I had first half point, team point total over there, just assuming that they would be able to outscript Jim, uh, John Harbaugh's side first half. And then the final game. So I think for me it came down to that twice. And as long as they can keep those coaches intact and that staff intact, um, KC certainly, you know, players win games, obviously, but there's certain points in a game where uh, we've seen Andy Reid in two Super Bowls now the second half against Philly and this year against uh, San Francisco, just get it done when they're behind. Unlike Lamar Jackson, right guys. And we talked about this. I know we did when Baltimore's behind in a playoff game, how they panic, how they can't come from behind, how Lamar's going to wear that tag until he, you know, can have a come from behind victory in the playoffs with Patrick Mahomes, you're behind 10 points, two scores. It doesn't matter. You're just totally, fully confident that, the coaching staff and, and that offense can get it done and defense will do something right. They needed a fumble punt, obviously, or a botch punt, but still um, good things happen to those who are really prepared. And I just like Andy Reid's staff. Rob Vino of wagertalk.com with us here on the big show, KTGR and KTGR.com. So that's, uh, that's the NFL season for now. And we'll wait to see what the off season looks like and, who positions themselves well for uh, for getting back to uh, to the Super Bowl next year? But for now, Robbie, we we kind of turn attention to uh, things like college hoops. Uh, that pretty soon baseball will be coming. I know spring training's kind of uh, uh, a little bit away with the games, but uh, and then the regular season's a little bit off. But what's the free pick you like this weekend for uh, for folks to make them happy after football season? You know, I may just break out a, a real doozy for you guys today, but let me just say this. You said we turn our attention to now college basketball, right, Andy? I just realized the other day that lower major conferences, such as the Southern Conference and those types of leagues, after tomorrow they have four games left in their regular season. And then we're going to be talking about their conference tournament. That's like two weeks from now, and it seems, and you know, the NFL just ended. So that's how these things overlap so quickly. But I am today, because of the short board um, on a Friday, there are a couple of marquee games out there, but I'm going to take you to one that's on the extra board tonight. And, uh, you know, Queens College 
your immediate thought is that it's in New York. It's in North Carolina, in Charlotte, North Carolina. Queens tonight has a game against Jacksonville University, Atlantic Sun game. Um, I played this game over 152, guys. The first time they played Queens, just, just for listeners' knowledge, they're the eighth fastest tempo team in the country. They're going to get up and down. They played Jacksonville, who's a methodical type team. The first time this year, these teams got to 156 points, 79 to 77. They missed 33 free throws in that game. One side missed 22. The other side missed 11. And they still got to 156. And tonight the total is 152. And it's home in Queens where they can control tempo. So I bet it over 152. I think, you know, hey, if you get a replica of the first game and they miss another 33 free throws, you still win. So I think that's a, a really good bet for tonight. Queens at home against Jacksonville. And I know those listening will be... Hey. Go deep in their uh, standings <laughs> to find out where these teams even reside. But one is in Florida, one's in Charlotte, North Carolina. I like to just break one of those out every now and again. Look, guys. man, that is why Rob Dino is the best. Queens College and Jacksonville, hammer that over of 152 and a half. Uh, we love it, man. Uh, Rob Vino, wagertalk.com with us here on the big show, KTGR. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Rob Vino Sports for more of that great content as well as at wagertalk.com. Robbie, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the weekend of hoops, and uh, we'll talk again soon, my friend. Always a pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me. Have a good weekend. All right, you bet. It is 443 here on the big show, KTGR. That is the stuff right there. Doesn't get much better than right. Queens College. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's pretty Queens good. Queens College, Jacksonville, put those points up, and uh, that'll be that'll be something we watch uh, a little bit later on. All right, uh, under the bus is next. Well, uh, Jimmy G. Ooh, this was not, not a great good. Uh, situation for him. And did Stephen A. get crossed up by Micah Parsons? That's next. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. It's time to go under the bus on the Big Show. So Tyron Liu, uh the other night, uh, I believe on Wednesday night, of course, uh, local mid-Missouri product, Mexico-Missouri native. But uh, as the coach of the Clippers, he was thrown out of the game, teed up twice on Wednesday, and... Uh, after the game, his team came back to win, and he was congratulating his his players afterward, calling the refs cheaters, like saying the refs are cheating. <laughs> Those cheating refs, they're always in on the in on the act. That's funny that he called them cheaters. Yeah, <laughs> just like right after it, like in the That's locker like, room. Yeah, I imagine, and I contrast it to the Kelvin Sampson thing a week ago or so, where a reporter asked him, "Hey, why'd you get ejected?" and he said. Are you going to pay my $25,000 fine for answering this question? Where is Ty Lue in my head? I don't know if this is actually how it went. But he's there for the post-game presser. And before anybody could even ask, he just says, Refs are cheaters! <laughs> like, just a complete opposite. Like, I, he had some stuff to get off his chest. Yeah. And I guess got a fine as a result. Yeah, something like that. Under the bus. I can't, I can't remember where exactly it was. I think it might have been as the guys were going into the tunnel. And he was, like, calling them, oh, they're cheating and all oh, that. Oh, that's even it's, funnier if it wasn't during the yeah, press conference. It's just, 35K for, yeah. uh, for Ty Lue, unfortunately. And unfortunately, Jimmy G, uh, with his suspension, he got uh, suspended two games by the NFL for violating the league's uh, 
I guess, performance enhancing substance policy. Sub- yeah, I think so. Yeah, PD substance. Sort of thing. Like, took something he wasn't supposed to. Maybe it was just a misunderstanding. But either way, like, he broke the rule. You get suspended. And maybe more importantly, he not only gets suspended, but he loses his salary guarantee, right? His contract is no longer guaranteed to where if the Raiders were inclined to cut him, they don't owe him the money they otherwise would have. Man. And isn't this just exactly what the Raiders would have been looking to do? Like, if it's like it fell out of the clear blue sky, an opportunity for them to get out from under a situation that wasn't working. That's what's crazy about this is Jimmy G, he's going to cost himself like $14 million with this. And the other part of this, Andy, that I would say is... Honestly, I think it should come out publicly what Jimmy G took because no athlete should ever even try it again because it didn't work. I mean, his, no. his performance was not enhanced <laughs> by any means. Oh, man. It's just whatever. That's not exactly oh. an advertisement to say Jimmy G was on our stuff this year and he performed thusly. No, that's not what you want. That's a bad branding. Whatever your PED is, don't take that one. That one doesn't work. Do you see him play quarterback? <laughs> it did not help with any kind of accuracy issues at all. Enhanced. Did it not? No. It, in fact, either made it stay the same or it got worse. And Jimmy G's <laughs> rebuttal to the – he's appealing the suspension, and his rebuttal was, did you see me play this year? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, that's a joke. That, that, part, that part didn't happen. No, he's, he's not uh, appealing this one, I don't think. Uh, under the bus also to Stephen Hay Smith. Uh, first take open today, I believe, with Stephen A. a little late. And the reason why, from Molly Karam, was that Stephen A. was dealing with an injury that he suffered during practice. He's one of the coaches for the All-Star Celebrity Game uh, for the NBA. Like, you know, they get all those yeah. celebrities together, other sports stars, things like that. He's one of the coaches, and apparently he uh, got injured during practice. And the story from Molly Karam was that Micah Parsons crossed him up and he, like, buckled his knees or something like that and uh, had to ice up afterwards. Oh, my gosh. The video Which, has to exist somewhere. Oh, man. Which then Stephen A. eventually got on to first take today and denied that Micah Parsons did anything as far as crossing him up because you know that Stephen A. can't admit that a Dallas Cowboy got the best of him on the basketball court. He can't do that. Like, there's no way. You know what, though, man? You got to be careful with this, Andy. Do you know why? Why? Because on Stephen A.'s roster, he the, the health and safety of one C.J. Stroud is being entrusted to Stephen oh, A. Smith. Did you know this? Oh, yeah. He's on the squad he being coached by Stephen A. So... Just be careful out there, CJ. Don't, well, look, don't hey, roll an hey, ankle look, like was, Stephen A. Uh, again, he doesn't have to guard Micah Parsons, so I'm not too worried, right? Because so, uh, they're on the right. same team, right? Because Parsons is on uh, Stephen A's team. I assume he is. I No, no. The, apparently, Micah's on Shannon Sharp's team. Oh, he's on Shannon Sharp's team. Okay, all right. Um, so don't Somebody else. Uh, get, CJ Stroud, yeah, guard somebody don't else. Don't be a hero. No, just guard don't somebody be, else. Don't be a hero. Yeah, keep let's, your, let's try and help. see. I'm going to look up the roster, and I'm going to see who CJ Stroud should uh, should uh, guard instead Okay, here, of, let me give it to you. I got okay. Shannon's team on the list. Connor Daly, who's an IndyCar driver. Quincy Isaiah is an actor. Jewel Lloyd plays WNBA, so don't mess with her. Yeah. Uh, Kai something, Kinnett, Sinat, she's a streamer. Uh, he or she's a streamer. Kai I don't know the name. Senate. Yeah. Okay. Dylan, uh, Dylan Wang is an actor. Lily Singh is a TV host. Sir, 
and this is how it's spelled, capital S, lowercase I, capital R, singer-songwriter, yeah. Walker Hayes is country music fella, and Guard him. Guard him. Guard, a, guard Walker, Walker Hayes. Hayes. Guard Walker Hayes. No, he can't do anything to you. Walker right? Hayes might double-double just because you said that. No, uh, just Walker Hayes is the guy, I think. Why is Meta World Peace playing in this? Like, he's not a celebrity. He just played NBA <laughs> basketball. What are we doing? Well, CJ Stroud have, is one I of the... think, alumni, too, that uh, yeah. will play in it. But... And, like, WNBA stars, absolutely, they, they deserve more opportunities yes. to shine on yeah. in front of different audiences. I get that part. But Meta World Peace is just, that feels like a ringer almost. I don't know. Yeah. It's, maybe it's just me. Either way. Under the bus. Stephen A. needed to do some... Uh, some damage Micah control, Parsons. I think. Uh, that's the pretty Micah funny. Parsons uh, story. Yeah, that, yeah. That's what that was his biggest priority. It's time for the sweetest thing in sports on the big show. Sweetest thing is with our friends at the Candy Factory. Any time of year is a good time for delicious handmade chocolates and candies at the Candy Factory in downtown Columbia. Anniversary, birthday, any day. Find them at thecandyfactoryonline.com. A.J. McCarron is back with the Battlehawks. Kaka, Love it. Kaka. We're waiting to see whether he's going to maybe get a chance with a with another league. But Kaka, Well, he's back, still baby. good. He's it, probably honestly, still good. he should yeah. do it every year. Every year he should play for the Battlehawks, and then he should sign on with somebody as a backup or third string in the NFL and then go back to the Battlehawks. It, it works because the, the, the league seasons don't. Coincide. No, yeah, I love you're it. Right. Yeah, it's it's good. To, to go. Love it. I mean he and he was you know a he fan favorite. Fan fa- he was good and a fan favorite yeah, for dude. St. Louis last yeah, year. It's fun to have a name like him right. quarterback in the squadron. Uh in the UFL, I know UFL. they changed the name of the league. They kind of merged. They did merge and the season got pushed back. I think uh, last year it was starting around this time. Well like, right I'm after Jupiter, the Super so they Bowl. don't they don't want me to miss any games. That's why well, they wait. There you go. Yeah, so they were thinking of you. I believe late March is when they're going to start. So very well done, UFL, for working around Brendan's schedule. All right, who you got? Mizzou or Ole Miss? Can the Tigers finally get a conference win? We've been saying it for weeks. Will it finally happen? We'll talk about it at 5.05. And then our picks of the week at 5.25, a little early this time here on The Big Show.